Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, I'm going to talk about a hopefully rather joyous topic, and that is what to do after you get accepted to an MBA program, and for some of you, what to do if you get accepted to multiple MBA programs. I know this is a topic that is coming into my inbox in terms of people asking me, what do you do after you get accepted? How do you move forward after that? And what I wanted to do was just to walk through some things you can think about and actions you can take. For those of you out there right now who have recently gotten admitted to a school or expected to be admitted to a school sometime soon. And I'm going to cover maybe four different things in this episode. So first is what to do after you get accepted into an MBA program. The second is around how do you actually go and make a decision about if you are going to accept one offer or another. I'll dig in a little bit deep in terms of what happens when you get accepted to multiple schools. And then last but not least, I'll talk about how you can prepare for business school. And this is assuming that you've accepted an offer and you're wondering, what do I do now? So let's start first with number one is what should you do after you get accepted? First and foremost, once you get accepted, you should celebrate. Uh, this is a momentous accomplishment and achievement. It's, it's not the end of the journey. It's really just honestly the beginning, but you should celebrate in terms of knowing that you achieved a milestone on your journey. You put a lot of effort and hard work into thinking about how an MBA was going to help you achieve your goals and take the next step in your career. And you also went out and did the work. It is not for the faint of heart to go through the application process. It really is for people who are intentional, willing to be diligent and committed to studying for the GMAT or GRE through filling out the applications. So please make sure to take a moment um, to celebrate and to enjoy the process as it stands. Uh, the second thing you want to do is you want to tell people around you, particularly those who helped you, that you got in, and you want to send them thank you notes. Uh, show gratitude for what you were able to do uh, and to acknowledge that you probably could not have done this alone. There were people along the way who probably helped you out, even if you did put in a lot of work and effort. And I'm sure that they will feel very excited and will want to celebrate with you in terms of the momentous thing that you just achieved. And this is just a, a nice tactical thing for anyone that really worked with you in this process. Send them a thank you note. Tell them you're grateful for their support and let them know that you've got in, gotten in. The third thing is just to review the details. Review your, your admission letter, figure out all the important things just in terms of what the deposit amount is, just ensuring that you are aware of any deadlines in terms of when you have to submit a decision by, as well as being able to check what other things that might come with it. Occasionally, schools will give you a conditional offer Sometimes this happens if you have a lower test score and that they might make you go to their quantitative skills camp or make you take some type of uh, quantitative skills program before enrolling every now and then. And they may have other things in there as well, but just make sure you review that offer letter and that you're, you're fine with that. And then certainly also making sure you check the financial details. If they gave you any scholarship or financial aid, all of those types of things, you'll want to review that. Maybe they're sending it separately, but just you want to make sure you have a good grasp on that particularly as you think about the decision that you need to make. So let's get to topic two, which is all about making that decision. At the end of the day, uh, the decision is an important one, and you always 
have a bunch of inputs that you're going to evaluate or set of criteria that you're going to evaluate in order for you to feel confident about the decision that you're making. And that is true if you've only gotten into one school, if you've gotten into many schools, particularly if you, you are still wanting to do a little bit more due diligence to make your decision and feel good about it. So first and foremost, it really is about being able to go back to the criteria that you are holding in terms of what you're going to use to evaluate whether or not you're going to accept this offer or accept another offer or maybe not do either of those. What are those criteria that are important to you? What's important to you if you do want to go to an MBA program? You probably already have some of that because I hope you would have used that to figure out where you wanted to apply. But if you don't, making sure you're clear about what that is and, and making sure that you're starting to aggregate all of the data points that are aligned to those criteria so you can start to think through if the criteria and if the data points make sense, I think is a good place to start. But the second certainly is, is to go out and get any missing information that you might need in order to make the decision. So for example, if career outcomes for a particular topic or for a particular school are important to you, the, the data point that you want to get is to figure out if the, that school does really well in that specific industry or function. So say you are interested in becoming an investment banker or a management consultant and career outcomes were important to you, the obvious next step is to go take a look at their career report to see if that school actually does in fact place people into investment banking and management consulting and then you know, what schools they might do that. If something that's important to you is the kind of the backgrounds of the people in your class in terms of going to a diverse and inclusive class, it's making sure you go out and look at that data. And while some of these things are probably more quantitative in nature, there's probably some more qualitative components out there as well. And if you need to go out and get information, whether that's by having more conversations with students, talking with administrators or faculty, or reaching back out to admissions, you should feel free to, to go and do that homework now. Many of those people, particularly once you get accepted, are, are definitely willing to help in that regard. And so being able to reach back out to your admissions school point of contact, go to any you know other events, or talk one-on-one -on -one with students, those are all different ways to get additional data points that are going to help you make decisions. On that notion, with events, many schools are offering admin weekends, which are now many of them, not all of them, but many of them will be in person, as well as I presume some will be doing a virtual component too. And if you are going to an admin weekend, this is a great time to be able to really evaluate that criteria and going out and getting data to support whether or not you do want to go and attend a specific school. And admin weekends are great because they give you a chance to meet other admitted students, to give you a chance to meet students, faculty, and administrators, and to really get a feel if the program you might be going to is going to be a good fit for you. Now, a couple of kind of key points here. Obviously, these are opportunities for you to ask questions and to get feedback. And the key, though, is to making sure that you're asking the right questions. I think a big opportunity for people who are in this boat is to really get specific about what they're looking for and really get granular about what are those questions that you really want to ask that's going to give you information that's going to feel make you feel confident about the decision. And whether that's with students, whether that's administrators, whether that is other faculty, regardless of who it is, uh, that's something to, to really think about and, and consider. Now, the other thing is, is that this is also a good time for you to get a feel for the culture of the school. And certainly culture is something that's super important, I think, to, to most students. No one, and certainly no one wants to go to a place where they don't feel like they like the culture or they feel like the culture is poor. But I think what's really important is asking the right questions to get a better sense of if that culture is really reflective in terms of what people are telling you. 
And just to think about this, the, the best way to, to, to describe culture is, I think comes from Seth Godin, who once said, culture really means people like us do things like this. And as much as people want to talk about culture, I think what you really want to get into are what are the behaviors and actions that people model, as well as reward for that matter. And for example, a lot of schools talk about how their school is actually is very collaborative, right? That's really great. But what does that actually mean in terms of how students treat each other or how faculty and students work together or how students, faculty, and administrator actually cl collaborate? So really being able to get to that granularity and that specificity is what you're really looking for, particularly if you are able to get there in person and really observe how these interactions are happening and how that culture comes to life. But even if you can't make it in person or you're doing this virtually, being able to ask those specific questions are, are really going to be helpful to you to getting a feel if the culture is for you. Now, the third thing is, is if you're one of those people who is fortunate enough to get into multiple schools and you're evaluating multiple schools, congratulations. That certainly is a, a nice spot to be in, but certainly you still have a big decision to make. And I think the, the couple things to keep in mind if, if you're in this, this boat are Number one, it's going to be your criteria. As I was talking about before, you have a set of probably predefined criteria about what's important to you in terms of going to school. And it really is about what school really checks those boxes or checks those boxes to a degree that you feel confident that's the right one and the right direction to get in, go with. And as you think about that, you want to think about two things. The first thing is, is that being able to evaluate each one in, independently of each other. And then the second is to then certainly be able to evaluate them against one another. And the, the good news is that a lot of that information is stuff you can go out and get. It does take a little bit of work, but it's, it's certainly within your realm. But on that notion, you know, I think the, the, the kind of key thing that I would say to you if you're evaluating uh, multiple schools are that outside of whatever criteria that you have, there's a couple things that I've, I've seen people really anchor on when trying to make a decision. The first is, particularly if you're going full-time, you are going to spend the next 18 to 24 months with these people. And the question becomes, are these the type of people that you want to spend every day with? Certainly, there are other things that are important in this decision in terms of, is it the right school? Is it, does it have the right program for you? All that kind of stuff matters. But fundamentally, do, are these the types of people that you could see yourself wanting to and being excited about learning learning from and learning and helping and having them help you? And so I think that's something that's, that is really super important. And then the second thing is just around anything related to whatever you think your desired career outcome is today. People go to business school because they desire to get to a better career outcome and they believe an MBA program is going to help them do that. And I think all the other things really do matter, but in the most simplest form, do you want to spend the next two years with these people? And is based off what you know right now for your own career goals, do you see this school really helping you get there? I think those are the two things that, that I would think about and consider. And yes, financing is important. Where it is is important. All those things matter. But if you could only ask yourself two questions, those would be the two questions that I would think about. Okay. Last but not least, getting into the how to prepare and how, what to do before you start your MBA program. So this is assuming that you've gotten accepted, you've made a decision, or you're pretty confident you made a decision, and you're going to get into the process of figuring out, leaving your job and starting a full-time MBA program. What can you do before school starts? What can you do in that time in between when you accept and when you actually start on day one? 
I want to give a couple tactical pieces of advice. And these are, many of these lessons are coming from writing my book, MBA Insider, where I interviewed hundreds of different MBAs about how to make the most of their MBA experience. I've put these into a couple different buckets. And the goal here is I'm not suggesting you need to do all of these, but these are some common ones I see that I think most people find useful or helpful to think about and pursue before they step foot on campus or move to a new location or get started. So there are three buckets, if you will, of actions you can take to prepare for your MBA. The first bucket is just in the academic sense. And here, I think a big thing to really think about is that uh, a lot of folks who go to business school, it's been a few years since you were in an academic environment and you might be a little rusty. It might take a little bit of time for you to get back into that academic mindset. One area where you can make some progress and take some action is just on brushing up on your quantitative skills, particularly early on. You'll have some heavy quantitative classes and some of you may even either be taking a MBA math course, or maybe your school offers a quantitative skills class. But even if you're not, just being able to refresh yourself on some of these things, I think is a good is something that people tend to, to do and people tend to take a look at. One of the ones that typically comes up from people that I talk to is called MBA math, but there are plenty of other ones that are out there that people are pursuing and, and thinking about. But I think those are just good to get you back in the academic mindset. I think the other thing, and this is more of just an awareness of it, is that your schedule is going to be a little bit different now that you're going back into school versus what you're doing right now in terms of your job. And so it's just more of an awareness of just the fact you're going back into a school-based environment and you need to get acclimated to it. The second bucket is just around personal and just general MBA planning. So there's a couple elements of, of things that you can do here. The first is around financial planning. Uh, and this is all about thinking about how long you feel like you need to continue working, knowing that at some point you will need to move or relocate to a new place, as well as you'll need money to make that adjustment. And also knowing that once you leave or full-time working, you will not be earning a paycheck. And the second thing to start thinking about is just the cost of living moving forward. As a result of you know, moving to a new place, you probably will need to eventually find a new home or renting a new home. And so here it's just thinking about what is my new cost of living going to be and and how can I start to estimate out what I need to, in order to you know live comfortably wherever I'm going to live next. And so those are just some very tactical things from a financing perspective that you can do. And certainly the good news is that there are plenty of other people who are doing this and who have done this already. And any questions that you might have around but how to estimate the cost of living or where to look for a place, all those types of things, there's a good chance the school or students can give you a good place to start if you just reach out to them. Another thing you can start to think about is the clubs and activities that you want to join or that you want to be part of. Many of the information is available to you just by taking a look at the school's website or perhaps through your admitted students portal. The school year is going to come across, come across pretty quickly. And so being able to have done a little bit of homework on what to expect, I think that can always be helpful there. Another thing that you can do leading up to this is to connect with other students. Many schools will create, whether organically or inorganically, Slack channels, Discord servers, Facebook groups, et cetera, to allow people to connect beforehand. Some of the of you who are involved in programs like Forte or MLT or Consortium or Ramba, you'll have a chance to meet students before. But even if you're not in any of those, many schools will find opportunities for you to engage with other students. 
even if it's virtually or digitally, being able to get to know your classmates and who you're going to be going through this program with over the next two years is, is certainly something you could also spend time on before you enter the MBA program. I know this was something for me that was super cool and that I got to meet a lot of my classmates even before I showed up and it just, it was nice showing up and already having a few friends in my program. And then certainly finally being able to start really thinking about some of the goals you have, some of the things that you want to achieve when you're in business school. I always encourage a lot of all students to create an MBA bucket list or a list of things that they want to do before they graduate in the two years. And, and now is a good time to start this. Okay. The last bucket of how to prepare is all related to career. Again, people go to business school to accelerate their career, to achieve a desired career outcome of sorts. And there's plenty of things you can do in this vein and plenty of things you can do to get started right away. One of the things that's going to happen regardless of of where you go is that the recruiting front for internships is going to start right away once you get to campus and even beforehand. In fact, many of you will have opportunities to engage with the Career Center, even as just as an admitted student, as there are plenty of opportunities over the summer leading up to business school to start engaging with employers or start engaging in recruiting efforts. I want to put a caveat here that this is not meant to pressure anyone. You should all move at your own pace. But for those of you who are eager to get started, there's a couple things that you can do. Now, the first thing if you do have the time, it's to think about a pre-MBA internship. This is just another chance to get experience in a particular field or industry before you go on a campus. But if you want to do that, that takes planning and timing. I'm going to link a couple stories of folks in the show notes if you want to read about people who have done pre-MBA internships and what their experience was like. But if this is you, now is a good time to start if you want to have this opportunity. And the second thing you can do is just, if you have the desired industry or function that you're interested in recruiting for, is just to start looking up uh, the folks who are in the second year class who are going into companies you might be interested in. If you want, you might be able to reach out to them, have a brief coffee chat or conversation just about why they're going there, what they're excited about, all those types of things. You can probably get that from the school, but there are other ways of finding them as well. The third thing you can do is you can reach out to your career center and see if they want to provide any templates for the school's resume template. Many schools have their own resume template that is very different than what you use to get into business school. And some of them might want you to actually update it, your resume into their format before they, you step foot on campus. Others will, will have you do that when you get there, but it might be good to engage the Career Center to find out. And a lot of them will actually provide you with some guidance and some coaching if you reach out to them. So perhaps taking a look at the Career Center and engaging with them is another thing you can do to prepare before you get started. And certainly uh, the last thing would just be, uh, there are some pre-MBA pre confer conferences that are out there that might be worth attending. And so taking a look at what some of those are and seeing if any of those might be of value to you as you think about what to do before you start your MBA program. So those are some just key things to think about what you can do once you get accepted in terms of what do you do after you get accepted? How you can think about making a decision, whether you get into one school or if you got into many schools, and then how you can prepare for the MBA experience. I hope this was helpful uh, to those of you out there who are on your journey to business school next year, and hopefully it gives you some practical advice on how to navigate that time from when you get accepted to when you enroll in, in an MBA program. Hi, everyone. 
LD here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.